All right. Uh, our message this evening is called Firepower. This comes from, um, we're going to start in Hebrews. Our date this evening is October 24th, 2012. Uh, get to Hebrews 12, and let's pick up in the 28th verse. Tell me when you're there. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Friends, the kingdom that we're receiving cannot be shaken. The economy can be bad here, but the king's economy is never bad. We can have poor leadership here. Both the most useful thing that we could ever have, and it is also the most fearful and dreadful thing that you could ever come against. And these words were chosen with care by the anointing of the Holy Ghost here. We're going to spend much of our time at the beginning of this message in Exodus. So y'all turn to the third chapter and then say there when you're there. Our God is a consuming fire. Come on, Cassidy beat you there. There. This is Exodus 3, starting in verse 2. There is there the angel of the Lord, the angel of Yahweh, appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. One of the very first uh, appearances of the presence of the Lord by way of the angel of the Lord is associated with fire. And not a normal fire, but a supernatural fire. By the time you get to Exodus 13, and you can listen to some of these or you can turn with me. I, I, I rarely lie when I preach. Here comes the 21st verse of Exodus 13. By day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place from in front of the people. Both God and God's people were associated with fire. They were associated with a visible, tangible thing, a focal point that all Israel could see, all the nations could see. The nations watched Israel moving about in the desert and they saw that God went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud. They saw that God went ahead of them at night in a pillar of fire. And when there was trouble, when they were trapped on a peninsula and Pharaoh was bearing down on them, that fire that was the presence of God moved between the people and what was attacking the people. We serve a God who does not throw you under the bus out front. We serve a God who moves between you and the danger. And, and the way that He chose to be represented during this time was through fire. Something that is constructive, something that is amazing. It heats our homes, it warms us on cold nights, and it is also dreadfully fearful. And the top couple ways that people fear dying, drowning and burning are, are near the top of the list. There could be much, not much worse, much more dreadful thinking than falling into something that was a raging fire. Fire has always had both a dual purpose, if you will. It has always had a very uh, amazing, warming, comforting thing, and it has always had uh, a healthy respect associated with it. By the time you get to Exodus 19, in the 17th verse, you hear these words. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. 
when God descended upon the mountain and he wanted to make his presence known. I mean, it said that if this is Jabal al-Laws or Mount El-Musa in present-day Saudi Arabia, that it is scorched with fire and that you can still see that today. What a sight that must have been. Not something volcanic fire coming out of it, but fire enveloping it, consuming it. What a picture of a major theophany. A time when God not only spoke to one person, he spoke to a nation. They all heard his voice and were terrified and said, Oh, somebody else go speak to him for us. And God heard it and said, What they said is good. I will raise up a prophet just like you, Moses. But it was fire that they saw. In Exodus 24, starting in the 15th verse, you hear this. When Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered it. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days the cloud covered the mountain, and on the seventh day the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. To the Israelites the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. When we see the words cloud in the Bible, very often this cloud is associated with fire. Some have said that it must have looked like an atomic mushroom cloud. I don't know if anybody knows what this looked like, but I bet it got everyone's attention, don't you think? Fire filled Moses' tabernacle, friends. By the time you got to Leviticus 9, the 23rd verse, you 